Fuck, what episode is this? 67? <laughs> you gotta keep this in. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. Probably. Alright, all right, guys, welcome to episode 67 of the Different Animals Podcast. It's your boy Tyler. And I'm Ever Castro. And today we're gonna talk about um, Total Recall. We're gonna talk about uh, the history of the Atlanta Falcons on YouTube. Um, how I haven't watched shit because I'm useless. Um, we'll talk about uh, this fucking two-hour abomination of an album. Um, with no album art and a million tracks that all sound like the same name. And then we go through our NFL preview. And uh, most importantly, how the Cowboys, uh, due to a new 17-game season, can no longer go 8-8. Eight and eight. Silver linings, baby. Um, <laughs> but first... start with what we've been watching and i think i'm going to kick this one off uh mm-hmm. because i don't think i've watched anything uh <laughs> I, mm-hmm. i'm trying to think like i i haven't watched any more what if um so i haven't really been keeping up with that let's see uh god of my, war maybe any, any god of, i actually haven't played much of that lately um let's see my wife started watching friends again for like the 15th time because all she does is watch friends in the office <laughs> um and I'm trying to think okay so I, I guess the only thing i can have to, i have to contribute to this mm-hmm. um is that I, I think i'm currently stuck between starting Broadchurch on netflix mm-hmm. i heard a recommendation from somebody on that i heard it was it was good um and then i'm i'm also thinking about trying to find and watch um Neon Genesis Evangelion, which is uh, just a, an anime. It's one season, 24 episodes. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a movie that takes place after the anime. Um, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's like the anime doesn't finish and, like, the movie finishes it. Kind of like how the Demon Slayer movie, like, Branch season one and two. Like, yeah. I, So I don't know if it's just that, like, you, like, the anime isn't complete until you've watched the movie. Or if it's just the anime was complete and then the movie's more like an epilogue. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I'm not sure which one it is. Uh, but the only thing I do know about it is that, uh, I don't know, I don't know if you've heard me say this before when talking about anime, but, uh, basically all anime, like, is just profoundly fucking sad at points. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, well this is like, apparently, the most sad a sad anime has ever been. Like, this shit is peak, like, nothing matters, depression, and from what I understand, the creator of this one mm-hmm. um, was going through, like, the worst time of his life and was, uh, like, you know, thoughts of suicide, just absolute, just bottom of the barrel depression, mm-hmm. like, just awful time in his life. And he wrote this story while he was going through that. And then he basically, like... It sounds like he told everyone, he's like, I don't really want this to be an anime. And then I don't know what happened after that. Like, I don't know if it got published against his will or if he just got convinced. 
But, like, originally he was like, this shit is no good. Like, this, like, I wrote this in a very rough time, and this is a very rough thing. Like, not, you know what I mean? Like, there's no... What I understand, there's no happy ending. Like, it's just bad. And, like, apparently it's great. Like, it's well-written and everything. But, mm-hmm. like, I, I... Like, I've talked to people and they're like, nah, like, it legit, like, put me in a bad mood for, like, a while after I finished watching it. <laughs> so, I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen to me. Because the other thing uh, to point out, though, is that, like I said, it, it it's apparently, like, extremely good. So, it's, like, one of those things that everybody I know that... I have a guy that doesn't watch anime because his all anime is too sad and he's still seen this anime. So, like, mm, okay. <laughs> which is, like, apparently, again, the saddest of the sad. Um, <laughs> so, at some point, I'm going to watch it. I think that's next on the menu. Um, I'm just stuck between that and Broadchurch. Okay. Cool, cool. And you said it, so, it's not on Netflix, the second one, the anime. The Neon Genesis. Yeah. Uh, let me, actually, I'm really not sure. Um, I put this, I, I was like, I'm going to watch this, but then I'm not even sure where it's at. It looks like it might be on Netflix. It does look like it, it is possibly on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. So, um, this also says there's 26 episodes, so I may have been wrong about the 24. Um, but either way, it's just one season. So, um, oh, all right. Yeah. But, uh, that's, uh, you know, I'll let you know if I, which one I start watching and I'll give you updates on that. Okay. Cool. Cool. But uh, what what have you been watching since you you know you actually do watch stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just two quick things actually. Um, well, one was just some, so uh, it's two things: one that's ongoing and one that I watched last night. And the, I start okay. with the one that I watched last night. So um, the like I mentioned before, the Alamo has old movies from time to time where they just have like a one night screening of you know I, I've seen um, have, I've seen Goodfellas there and Pulp Fiction, Mad Max. Uh, the Fly, The Fifth Element, so a bunch of like old movies that, um, you know, some of them I'd seen before, some of them it was the first time watching them, um, and so last night they had Total Recall, which I actually had seen before. Um, <clears throat> it's the one with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, d- directed by Paul Verhoeven, and mm-hmm. he also did RoboCop and Starship Troopers. Um, so ha- have you heard of this movie, Total Recall? Have you heard of it? Seen it? Yes, I know have heard anything of it. about it. Okay, do you know what it's about? Uh, I. I feel like it has something to do. Does he not have his memory correctly or something? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like it's like a, he's like a regular guy, like that works at a construction site. It's kind of funny actually because they're like he's a construction worker, and then you have this like crane shot early on in the movie, which is like a you know like a basically like a like a pit, right? Like a block where they're building a, a, a you know just construction workers, right? And they all have those right. jackhammers. And so the, the camera, there's like dozens of them, and the camera like, pan, uh, you know, it's a crane shot, so it like comes up from uh, up high and like comes down and focuses on Arnold. And I was chuckling, and Sydney was like, "Whoa, what's so funny?" And I was like, "It's funny because it, the camera literally like hovers over everybody else and then comes down into Arnold, but everybody else just looks like a regular like New Yorker fat chubby guy, and then you have yeah. this jacked like Austrian <laughs> guy who's like, and he's got like he's got wearing like a tank top, and so his muscles are jiggling when he's got the jackhammer on and stuff. Everyone else, just, everyone is using like jackhammers. He's just down there with like a regular sledgehammer, like yeah. just, <laughs> just fucking pounding away. Yeah, and so Cindy was like, "What's so funny?" I was like, "It's fucking ridiculous." This giant Austrian guy. Um, so. Um, the movie itself is, is is good. I'd seen it before, like I said, and Sydney hadn't. So we, you know, I gave her a chance, like a chance for her to see it. And it's just like that. It's like a, um, it's a lot more eighties than I remember. Like in terms of how it looks, how it moves, how the action looks. Mm-hmm. Like, and by the time it ended, I was like, I told Sydney, I was like, I remember that being 
not necessarily better, but definitely like much more sleeker than it was. Like you can definitely see like the parts where they, so the first third of the movie takes place on earth, but then the second two thirds take place on Mars because they like, they have to go to Mars. But then of course, when they get there, there's really no indication that they're on Mars because most of the movie takes place like in tunnels and in like these weird cities under domes that are mostly covered by like scaffolding and buildings and shit. So it's like clear that, that their ambitions or their, their imagination outreached, outreached what, you know, was possible in the eighties. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, the movie itself is, like I said, it's pretty good. It's just kind of that eighties fair. It's like, Oh, like, is he really like doing this or is it like all in his head kind of stuff? Um, this is the one that has like the vacation thing, right? Is I yeah. feel like I talked to someone about this recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So he basically in the future, you don't take vacations to places. You, you just have memories implanted of you taking those vacations and you pay for that. So you don't have to pay like thousands of dollars to actually go. You can just ha- put those memories in your head that you went there. Right. Um, and so it's a really interesting idea, but I, I think the movie, I think, uh, like a better movie that does something like this would be like the matrix where it, like, it's very good at balancing. I mean, you know, I'm mentioning one of the greatest movies of all time, a lightning in a bottle where it's like, it does a very good job of, you know, dealing with action, but then also having this really great philosophical idea and actually digging into it and being like, what would this mean? Like, what would it mean if you could do this? If you would, would you go back? Would you not go back? I feel like this movie goes like, Hey, there, here's the thing. Like you could, you know, your memories, like, it could go into like what your memories are like you are your memories that kind of stuff but i, I think the movie is not really interested in that it just goes oh you were Here's secret agent yeah <laughs> yeah it's like but shoot him up and it's like motherfuckers like you know squibs flying off people's chests and stuff and it's not really interested in any of that and then there's like a part where it's like they're on mars and this guy's like um he's like a capitalist pig guy who like controls the air and it could go into like how people control the resources and how it creates second second class citizens out of like um uh, minorities and, and second class you know other people like that but it did, again not interested in that just bang them up arnold's over there yeah. shooting motherfuckers and stuff so um <laughs> i definitely think it it, it um you know it, it it's not what it's interested in but then again it doesn't have the time to do all of that so it, i don't right. blame it for that but what I definitely wanted to talk about here right now, and I feel like, you know, more than me just talking about the movie, is just kind of like a, a, a real appreciation for Arnold. Um, I I think it's something that I was telling Sydney in the car that I, in the last few months or maybe like the last few years, you sort of, I, I've sort of been able to sort of look back and kind of take out growing up with Arnold Schwarzenegger, I guess, an action hero, and just kind of go like, this guy's kind of like, once in a generation type person like this is like a Shaquille O'Neal in basketball yeah in my mind I'm trying to well yeah it's it's kind of weird because it's like like all right so there's all there's a whole franchise about people like this which is the Expendables right like like, right right and they all have that to a certain degree but like but I feel no. like there's a difference between somebody like Arnold Schwarzenegger and I think Stallone comes the closest and somebody like... I was like, about to say, Stallone's Ch- probably the closest. The closest, yeah. There, there's somebody, a motherfucker like Chuck Norris or a motherfucker like John claude Van Damme who is good or even Jason Statham, right? Like, when you look at Jason Statham, you go, oh, that, you know, he makes a couple of good action movies here, there. Like, he's not going to open, right? But Arnold Schwarzenegger was the biggest movie star on the planet. And not only that, not only was he the biggest movie star on the planet, but I can count at least five movies that I think are really really fucking good and i think like two or three that are genuine like classics right 
Right. Whereas I don't think like I think you know Stallone has um, Rocky, Rocky, Rocky Rambo. one, Rocky and Rambo, and and, and and you know Chuck Norris. What does he have? John Clever Dead. What does he have? Right. All those guys. Like Dolphin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so like. And I was telling Sydney in the car ride back, I was like, he's kind of like, there's nobody else like him, right? Because, you know, growing up, you just go, oh, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's just a big, he's just a big movie star. He's a big action player. But if you think about him, like how he, who he really, like what he is, you go like, holy shit. Like he's this guy, a bodybuilder mm-hmm. with a fucking thick ass accent. Right. right. Yeah. Who like tried to become an actor, but he wasn't like a great actor, but then he like, and, and then he became an actor, but he didn't just do like shitty B movies. He like worked with people who were like genuine auteur filmmakers like like Paul Verhoeven and James Cameron right like right. he wasn't like The Rock I think we talked about The Rock a couple weeks ago where he <laughs> just goes oh I'm the biggest movie star on the planet give me you know uh, you know uh, hired gun man director number two and he'll listen to everything I say Right. And, you know, I won't be too, you know, there won't be no sharp corners. My violence will be PG-13. Nobody's going to beat me up. Nobody's going to beat the shit out of me in movies. I'm going to be like, you know, like we were saying, like the quippy, tough guy who's like, oh, can I whoop ass? You know, <laughs> like the, he, there is no edges. But if you watch this or, you know, Predator, where he gets the shit kicked out of him by, by the Predator, right? Right. You see somebody who like takes chances and who's, you know, really good. And, and, um... Yeah, I, I was sitting in the car and I was like, you know, looking back, like, you know, if you take yourself out of knowing who Arnold is, you kind of look at him and you go, like, this is How kind of... fuck did that work? Like, nuts. Yeah, right. My man, my man basically became the governor of California off the strength of that. Like, right, exactly, dude. Like, listen, it, like, it's, it's like, kind I don't of wanna, fucking nuts. I don't really want to reduce it to that, but, like, I can't think of any other reason why he would have ever been elected for that. Right. And, right? and, and like... It's 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 genuinely crazy, and you know, and then I was telling her, I was like, look, like Terminator One and Two, classics, like bona fide, like peak movie making, filmmaking, classic, classic, boom, verified, TM, full. Predator's pretty good, Commando's pretty good, True Lies, even Kindergarten Cop, Total Recall, like all of these are like pretty good movies, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then he sort of, you know, got, you know, I think I'm sure something changed in the late '90s where he just kind of picked up shitty projects, but. And if I stretch there, you go like, this is a guy who's like taking chances and he became the biggest movie star on the planet. Right. Um, and that's not even the thing he was first famous for. Right. right. You know what I mean? like, yeah. He was a bodybuilder. He's a bodybuilder, right? He's like a Mr. Olympus or whatever, or Mr. Olympian or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's um, kind of crazy, right? Because I think the closest thing you would say would be The Rock, right? But I was telling mm-hmm. sitting in the car, I was like, what is the best movie that he's been in? And like, how good is that movie? Right? Fast Five. Fast Five. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, literally, it's Fast Five. And that's pretty much it. And even then, like, if, if you say if Fast Five Classic, I'd be like, it's a classic in terms of an action movie. Like, I think it, it, it it's so good that it goes beyond, like, it's good for a Fast and Furious movie. It's good because it's bad. Like, it's genuinely a great movie. But even then, like, I would never say it's a classic. You know? Right. Um, the, yeah, his second best movie is probably the like the the Jumanji reboot. Yeah, mm-hmm. or um, I really like the one with um Sean William Scott, one of the first ones he did. Um, oh, well, uh, was it Walt uh, Tall? The the the, uh, the rundown, the rundown. rundown. What is it like, in okay. Brazil or something? I I don't know if I ever saw that one. Mm. Yeah, that one's. I think. Yeah, I think it's the rundown. But that one. But that's what I'm saying. Like neither of those are like classics, and so yeah, his most classic movie is definitely like. WrestleMania. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> WrestleMania on DVD. Um, right. 
It's just crazy because then even then like weightlifting, like Mr. Olympias yeah. or Mr. Olympia, whatever the fuck, it's not wrestling. It's not as big as wrestling was in the late nineties. Right. Um, and there was um. So before Total Recall last night, they showed just like a they show a bunch of clips of like various like movies and sort of TV shows that are sort of related. And they showed him when he was you know working out like crazy. And he I think it was his birthday or something or no it was somebody's birthday. And he's like, oh, who's who bought the cake? And then they show like it's Lou Ferrigno's birthday, right? Mm-hmm. And so you just go, that's his contemporary, right? Like, that's somebody who's, like, his equivalent. It's fucking Lou Ferrigno. And then now, <laughs> if you look at him, if you go, like, over the next 10 years, you go, oh, he did the Hulk, and then he just became, like, this shitty TV movie actor, while Arnold became the biggest movie star on the planet with a fucking thick accent. He wasn't even a good actor. Like, he wasn't right. even a great actor. So what, yeah, so that's what I was going to say. So what do we attribute that to? Is there some right? sort of, like, hidden charisma that, like, doesn't even translate to being, like, a great actor? But, like... Because there has to be something, right? Like, there there has to be some quality where, even though he's a bad actor, he has a thick accent you can't understand half the time, and, like, is just a fucking bodybuilder that, where you still go, like, I really like everything he's in. (laughs) It's that that sort of, like, genuine, like, just, you have to be born with it charisma. There is no other explanation for it, because we were, as we were watching the movie, and I think maybe people knew the lines, but anytime he would say something... He would say, like, somebody would be like, oh, Quaid, how could you, you know, you, you you thought you could escape us, Quaid? And he would just be like, fuck you. And then people would be, like, cracking up, right? <laughs> so he has these lines, like, he shoots his the lady who's, like, his wife, but she's undercover. And then he shoots her, like, in the head. And he's like, you can call that a divorce. And it's just like... <laughs> like <laughs> uh, and the and best then, has to be that like that had to just like the director's like all right what are my limitations here like i have one of snakes people can't understand what he says i just got to give one liners like, like, <laughs> like as they're rewriting the script for him they're like all right uh-huh. so what, he just shot this person uh, i guess you can call that a divorce, a divorce. Like, all right yeah. there we go <laughs> And there was a scene, and, and toward the end of the movie, uh, Michael Ironside, who I think you've seen in a bunch of movies, it's, it's like a recognizable face. He, they have Arnold like strapped up, like classic bad guy, tra- strapped up to a table, and he's like, "All right, you know, torture him, and then we'll leave." Right? The classic like bad guys yeah. leave when the good guy's being tortured. And then Michael Ironside turns to him and he goes, <laughs> "See you at the party, Quaid. There's a party." At-. Or he's somebody, somebody said, "There's a party after this," and he goes, "See you at the party, Quaid." And so then, of course, later on, when he's fighting that henchman, he like he's like on an elevator, and the bad guy's hanging on, and then he, Arnold like grabs his arms, pulls him halfway back, but then he like the guy gets clipped by the edge of the uh, elevator, and he like gets his arms chopped off, and then he falls like sixty feet, mm-hmm. and then Arnold holding both of his arms, the guy that his arms just got chopped off, he goes, "See you at the party, Richter," and he like throws his <laughs> arms back down at him. <laughs> I need to see this movie. <laughs> dude, dude, I, I'd forgotten that line, and I, that got a genuinely, like, big-time laugh out of me, and then Sydney had, like, she, like, laughed, like, very hard at that, and, like, the audience, like, lost their mind. And so, <laughs> and so, I, I didn't, it's, 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 that's even more bizarre, so, like, the success is weird, but why is also weird, right? Because you have, like, a guy like Paul Rudd, or like Tom Hanks, right? Tom Hanks, an everyman, right? He looks like your mm-hmm. dad. He looks like yep. everybody's dad, right? He looks just like a regular dude. He, even Robert Downey Jr., right? He's Iron Man. He's a little bit bigger, but he's just like an everyman. He's just very, very charismatic. Arnold yeah. looks nothing like anybody, right? <laughs> so, it, Arnold looks like Arnold and Arnold only, <laughs> right? And it, it, and and it's different because The Rock is that sort of like front-facing charisma. It's that very like 
You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, what's up, man? I'm, I'm The Rock. But Arnold, I, I think, doesn't have that. He has, like, a yeah, more, Arnold, like, subtle one. Yeah, because Arnold is just, like, the best way to explain it is that Rock comes in and he gives a little quip. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like Arnold shows up and he's just fucking stone-faced stoic. You know what I mean? Right. And then he's, like, drops a one-liner, but he drops it, like, seriously. And mm-hmm. then, like, people are like, nah, I see it. <laughs> yeah, Dude, it's 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 kind of amazing. And so I, I just wanted to take, you know, Total Recall's great, but I was thinking in the car last night as I was driving home, I was like, you know what? I want to talk about how fucking awesome Arnold is because I feel like sometimes people, kind of like with Nicolas Cage, where they look back and they think about, like, Jingle All the Way or his shitty uh, Mr. Freeze or any of, like, the... Because he, he really hasn't made a good movie in the last 20-plus years, like a good, right. genuinely good movie. And so I feel like sometimes people forget how good he is and was and, like, what he was able to do. Um... Because people, they just remember sort of like, Jingle All The Way, like, Jamie, uh, Rock Turbo Man. But they don't remember, um, you know, the good stuff. And and I feel like he is another one kind of like Michael Bay or Vin Diesel, where they have a certain speaking style or a certain style to them that anytime somebody, nobody can, nobody does a good impression of them. People can do impressions of it, but nobody does like a good, like genuinely good one. Um right. Yeah, but yeah, but I I, I think I, I yeah definitely just just I just wanted to talk about it because I think he is fucking awesome and I think you know he I don't think we'll get another one like him in a long time that sort of fits everything sort of like his bizarre background bizarre stature bizarre physique bizarre accent you know uh, a willingness to actually work with filmmakers who all stretch his acting muscles I think but maybe I think um. Oh my gosh, uh, Batista! I think is the closest thing. Yeah, probably. Some, yeah, because I think he is like a like um, he is like a, a good. He is an actor. Like he is good. Right. He was in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and he was like, I was like, this is like a fucking actor. Like this isn't a wrestler. So I think he's the closest one. Um, but I just don't think he'll ever be like, you know, Arnold. Big. Yeah, for sure. He he doesn't have that same level of charisma as much as like I like him. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there's. It, and for what it's worth, that was even visible, like, kind of in the WWE a little bit. Like, he was super big, but I feel like he never really, like, or at least for me, he never did anything for me. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, I feel oh, the same. Big. Um, yeah. You always wanted a little bit, you always wanted, like, a little bit more on the mic, right? Right. But. So, I was trying to think of, like, the, what would be the most surprising fit if it worked well between Arnold Schwarzenegger and a director, right? And mm-hmm. the number one thing I came up with was Quentin Tarantino. Like, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> as picky as he is about all of his dialogue and how quippy and, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, can you imagine if somehow Arnold Schwarzenegger was in a Quentin Tarantino movie and it worked flawlessly? You know, I I, I would just have to immediately be, like, Quentin Tarantino, best director of all time. Like, like, like I could not come up with a kryptonite for Quentin Tarantino better than having to put Arnold Schwarzenegger in a movie. And, um, and he, that's kind of like his thing, right? Like he takes like old actors and he gives them like new roles, like John Travolta. So this is right. like, he, he's like, Arnold is basically like waiting for the next big, like, uh, Tarantino movie to give him like a big juicy role. You know? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger was a hateful eight? Whew. Oh. All right. <laughs> Trying to do like an accent. Oh, all right. Yeah. I told him the civil war ended years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! All right. So, anyways, so Total Recall, and what was yes. the other thing you said you were uh, talking about? Yeah, and this one I'll talk about real quick, just because um, it's um, it's still ongoing. 
Okay. And I just want to talk about it because I wanted people to watch it with me because it's still sort of coming out. And it's a series um, on YouTube called The History of the Atlanta Falcons. And so this is by um, an uh, a channel called Secret Base. Or maybe it's, maybe it's Dorktown. But yeah, okay. They, they think they're the guys that do Collapse, I think. Or yeah. they're like affiliated to them. They, they keep changing names and it's hard to keep up. But the guy who does this one, his name is John Boyce. And he's on Twitter and he did one called the history of the Seattle Mariners, and it was like mm-hmm. a four four and a half hour YouTube video where he goes in depth on the Seattle Mariners. And I haven't watched that one because I don't really give a shit about baseball. <laughs> um, but everybody says it's fantastic. It's like amazing. It's like oh, if you go to the video, all the comments are like, "Wow, I didn't I didn't care about baseball, but this wasn't had me enraptured. But this is amazing." Mm-hmm. Um, but this one he's releasing. It's coming out in chunks, and so every. Every episode is about 40 to 50 minutes, and it's just a few years in the Atlanta Falcons history. So the first one is like, you know, 1950 through 1960, and then part two is like 1970s through 85, and then part three, which I'm halfway through right now, is like the Deion Sanders years. And then part four is, I think, like the late 90s, like, you know, when they went to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And then part five, which is the one that just came out, is like the Michael Michael Vick years. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's super nerdy. It's super <laughs> weird in that it like, so he goes into each year and he goes basically like, you know, kind of not a year by year per se, uh, particularly, but he just goes like, here's where the coach was and here's what his personality was like. And, you know, they won this many years this year, but then like next year they cut this guy, but then they lost this many. And, and, um, it's incredibly micro focused, right? Like right. he'll be like, like this was this. the worst playoff. Like then, like there's there's one where he goes like this is the first you know this is the first playoff win in ten years and he goes like quarter by quarter in that game and he goes you know this quarter ended but then they got another chance because of this muff punt or something right right and it's kind of hard to explain kind of like um uh, it, it, it like it's like a documentary series about the thing but you go what is he trying to say and I, and I I think ultimately what he's trying to say in each episode is that the history. If you're a part of something big, like the whole fucking franchise, mm-hmm. you might think that you're just a, a, a tiny, minuscule part, a, a cog in the giant machine that just keeps churning without you. But I think what the series is trying to say is that even if you're like a running back or who like barely reaches a thousand yards in the 1970s for three seasons or something for the Falcons, you mattered because you changed the trajectory of that franchise. Right. And so I think that's what it, I think. I think that's what his ultimate point is: is that no matter how big and how expansive something's history is, no matter how small you were in that history, you mattered. Um, and it it's really good, and it's actually kind of funny because I was um, I I it's on YouTube, and so I, I don't really and because it's so there's no like oh if I you know if I, if, if I I have to watch it all at once or I'm gonna miss a critical point like right like it's not that kind of TV right. It's like, um, you know, you can watch like five minutes here, ten minutes there. And so I'll watch it when I'm getting ready for bed or like when I'm getting ready in the mornings or when I'm like in bed, like about to go to bed. And like, I'm just like, like, let me watch like two or four minutes before I like pass out. Mm-hmm. And it was actually kind of funny. I was watching it and Sydney was like next to me and I was watching in bed, but she was like at an angle where she could like also see the screen. Yeah. And so she was just kind of quiet and I was, I watched like five minutes of it. And then I put it away, and she was like, hmm, that was pretty interesting. I was like, wait, you were watching that? And she was like, yeah, it's, like, weirdly, like, hypnotic, like, that you, like, like just the way it's put together and, like, his voice, it, like, attracts you to keep watching. And yeah. I was like, huh, then I guess, yeah, maybe we should keep watching. And she's like, yeah, we can watch it tomorrow or something. And so it's it's super 
interesting because I, w- I would never in a million years have been like, Sydney, let's watch the history of the Atlanta Falcons, <laughs> right? But it, I think it's it's so interesting um, what it's able to do. So I'll, I'll that's, I mean, that's all I'll talk about it right now, just because, like I said, I'm, I'm only halfway done through episode three, the mm-hmm. Dion years, um, and then I will, you know, watch, finish that. Finish four, finish five, and I'm, I'm guessing there's probably six or seven parts mm-hmm. up until they get to you know the now. But I, I totally recommend it. I think if you're somebody who likes sports or doesn't like sports, definitely watch it. Like if you, you know, if you're at work and you have like ten minutes between like calls, put it on YouTube, listen to it, pause it, book, you know, like save it for watch later, whatever. You don't have to watch it all at once. You don't have to watch just a little chunk. You can watch five minutes, ten minutes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely recommend it. And it's called The History of the Atlanta Falcons. And I think once I finish the series, I might go back and watch the Seattle Mariners one. But um, it's baseball, so probably not. But. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so <clears throat> that's what you've been watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the last thing I want to talk about is what I've been listening to. Mm. So that'll segue to our next topic, which is... Donda finally dropped. Donda finally dropped on a Sunday morning at like 8.30 in the morning. So, I haven't, I have not listened to the whole album because this album is 27 fucking songs. It's the most absurd shit ever. Like, like, this is some shit I would make fun of Chris Brown for. Like, I just want to make that abundantly clear. This (laughs) man put 27 songs on here. And a lot of them are long. I got a six-minute song, five-minute song, five-minute song, nine-minute song, 12-minute song. Get the fuck out of here, all right? Oh, then back at the beginning, five minutes, five minutes, six minutes, four minutes. They're all fucking long. And and there's 27 of these motherfuckers. Jesus right? Christ, yes. Mm-hmm. And then, so, the first thing I want to say is, you could not... Album art is just black. It's fucking no. Album art is just a big old fucking black box. Um, the the first song, the intro song. Right. The problem is, <laughs> all right, first of all, it's a full fucking minute of that. Uh. Secondly, I don't know why on earth he decided to do this, but like. About halfway through, and I don't know if it's just because I noticed it halfway through, or if it's just because it's been there the whole time, you know what I mean? Or if it just started it halfway through. She is so close to the microphone while she says Donda, you can hear every single breath in, and then there's a specific point that you can hear, like, all the saliva in her mouth, like, and I was like, ugh, stop, like, why? (laughs) Like, why, did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, it's like the fucking what was that Ying Yang Twins song, the Whisper song, or there was like another one where you can like hear like a girl like go like, and you're like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, it's fucking disgusting. But like, like the the closest thing I think of is the song. Uh, there's a Biggie song where uh, he's getting a blowjob supposedly in the uh, in the in the audio. So it's like you can hear like you know sounds and and a yeah. lot of liquid involved. But like yeah. this is just grosser because it's like not even like like why like like like. It's just a random sound. Like, this is not... Like, I don't... What are we doing? Um, and then, uh... I, I'll, do you have anything you want to talk about before I just drone on about this fucking album? Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, um... I was wrong. It wasn't put on the moon. <laughs> um, 
It wasn't sold as an NFT. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that, yeah, that, that it would not have surprised mm. me if he sold it for a fucking NFT for two hundred million. Um, but so yeah, so I woke up Sunday like around ten, and then somebody said something like, I think somebody literally tweeted out they were like, I like Donda, and I was like, wait, what? And then I went to like Apple Music, and it's like it's just there, and I was like what the fuck? He just like dropped it on a Sunday morning, just like cause. Mm-hmm. And so apparently he just did. And, and I knew it was going to be long. Cause I think somebody had mentioned that it was like 27 tracks. So I think bef- on Apple music before you could, before it was out, you could pre-order it and you could see the number of tracks. And I knew it was gonna be a pain in the dick, it, but I figured that most of them would be like interludes or like skit, not skits, but like, you know, like, like, you know, like, can't be like Kanye I love you I'm not leaving you anymore I love right. our family for like 10 seconds and that would be like a song right um but it wasn't it was actual full exactly. songs um and it just pissed me off because <laughs> I was like dude like come on man like so you released I gotta set aside like three full days to try and listen to this bitch right <laughs> man like like I mean you and I have talked about the perfect album length I think is between 12 and 14 songs we've always said that right or maybe 15 16 if it's a deluxe uh, and 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 also, maybe less. Like maybe like, ten. If yeah, if like, you have like nine solid. songs and they're all solid, I'm okay with it. Like that album right. ends up working. Right. Like I think Jesus is I think ten or eleven. I think it's ten, and then Bound Two is eleven or something like that. But they're all you know like three or four minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And um, what was the other one um, that I think about? Eight oh eight. I think is really it's relatively short, but they're all like fucking tense, right? Mm-hmm. So um, twist. Daytona, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, I was like, dude, like, you released, what was that, Yay, or whatever. And that was like eight songs. I was like, dude, like, and then, like, half of them I didn't really like. I really only like one off of that. But then I was like, dude, like, why don't you just, couldn't you just, like, have taken, like, your favorite 15 songs of these 27? Like, this, just pick the fucking top 17. <laughs> All right, so here's a good example. Actually, I don't know this for sure. I had someone tell me this, and I was immediately upset. Is so there's a song called Jesus Lord. It is eight minutes and fifty eight seconds. It is Kanye and Jay Electronica, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there is a Jesus Lord Part Two that is eleven minutes and thirty seconds. And from what I understand, it is Kanye. It is the same Kanye verse, the same Jay Electronica verse, and then just another feature added on. And it comes like ten tracks later. It looks like. And it's like, why did you do that? I'm like, fuck you. What, what, what did you, you, you what, like, what, what is your, what was your artistic, like, you know what I mean? Like, what was it that you're like, ah, this is what I'm trying to do with this. Get the fuck out of here, bro. The way we talked about the, um, illest motherfucker alive. Like right. the, there's like a, there's like a legitimate, like audio, like music theory term for that long pause. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it, you didn't do it right. And it's like, I don't know what you were trying to do with this Jesus Lord part two, but whatever artistic vision you had for it, you didn't fucking do it right. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Right. Like, it just, <sighs> also, I feel pretty, I feel, I feel pretty vindicated because if you look at the plays of this album, right, mm-hmm. I didn't finish. I got the track eight. I got the track eight and I was like, Jesus Christ, like it's so long. And so the plays from song to song, right? Mm-hmm. Three points. Uh, th- these are just going to be numbers in millions, right? Starting with the first track, three point six, seven point three. So I'm like, okay, people skipped the one minute intro track. I get it. Five point three, six point three, six point six, five point one, four point one, four point one. All right, now we're at track eight. Mm-hmm. Fucking three point seven. 3.4, 3.3. Mm. <laughs> like, people are not... All right, skip ahead to track fucking 21. 2.5, 2. 
Track 24, 1.4. People are not getting through this fucking album, bro. They're just, they're dying. I know exactly what you're talking about, too, because I'm on, so I I just got Apple Music this past weekend. And if you go to the album on Apple Week, um, on fucking, um, Apple Music, mm-hmm. there's usually if a song is popular, so like if I go to an album, if I go to like Twisted Fantasy or something, all of the lights has like a little star next to it, meaning that right. it's popular still. Um, like literally, not a chance, doesn't have anything, but then two through eight have the little star and moon. Mm-hmm. Number thirteen, but all of the rest after Moon, none of them have a star. So people don't yeah. give a shit. Moon is Moon is the problem. last one that eclipses uh, four million views. Yeah, like, and I really does... like that one. I really really like Moon. That's like there's a couple of songs here that I'm like, this sounds really fucking good. Uh, Moon, um, I think keep uh, no no keep my spirit alive. There's one with um, I think come to life. I think that has a piano. I think Tyler the Creator's on the piano for that one. Okay. Um, and I like Jail. But All right. so, yeah. J- uh, I, I, what else were you gonna say? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh no, no, I just had just, just that like the the ones that are like popular in the beginning, like like people just kind of go like these are good. All right, you know, gotta go, gotta go walk my dog. It's been thirty five minutes. All right, see you, Kanye. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, and then and then the thing is, is I don't think it has the strength to get me to come back. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I don't want to say that they all sound alike because I think they all sound like. They, they kind of like we were saying, like things sound, sound, you know, they they sound different enough, but none of them, right? Like there's no, there's none that I go, fuck yeah, let's go, right? There's no backseat freestyle, right? I have, there's no- I have two out of the eight I have notes on that I was like, all right, hold on, these, these I want to listen to. Mm. Which ones? Jail. <laughs> yeah. Jay Z has a banger uh, yeah. verse on that, and then the other one is Praise God, and my my problem with this song is that I think it's three and a half minutes long. And the first minute and a half to two minutes sounds like straight up Astro World. It's like if you go listen to it, yeah, it's got it's, Travis Scott on it. It, sounds, Scott, yeah. it mm-hmm. is it is one hundred percent just an Astro World scum that got put on this album. And then so I'm listening to it and I'm like, the beat is solid. I'm just listening to it. I'm like, all right, I like it, I like it, I like it. And then Travis Scott comes on, his parts of fucking banger. And then I get the worst feature I've ever heard in my life. And that is Baby Keem. Comes on here, and for what has to be, I have it timed it, what has to be at least a minute, says nothing but I'm still outside, and then let's get right. Like, he, he's like, still outside, still outside, still outside, still outside. I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> he does that for like 30 seconds, and then he's like, let's get right. Let's get right. I'm like, bro, another 15, 20 seconds. What are we doing? And then he drops the most struggle bomb ass shit I've ever heard on a song. My man says, I bought of the bot of the boom, I bought of the boom, I bought of the bing. And then he says, I need a new girl, my old one was mean. And I'm like, what kind of Dr. Seuss, cat in the hat, one fish, two fish, blue fish, fucking <laughs> elementary ass <laughs> bullshit is this, bro? And what's funny uh-huh. is I had a friend at work, he was like, Oh, he's on that new Kendrick song. And then I, I was like, have you listened to the Kanye one? And he was like, no. So I played the Kanye one. He was like, that shit was trash, but the Kendrick one verse was better. So he plays me the Kendrick verse. And the thing is, I could tell this verse on the Kendrick song is better. But I am an instantly annoyed because there are like 
there are a couple sections where he starts to do the shit he did in the Kanye song. Where, like, he says the same phrase, like, three or four times in a row. And I'm like, oh, fuck, bro. I get, like, PTSD. I'm like, here we go again. Like, I gotta listen to this shit for 30 seconds. But then he cuts it off and raps a little bit. But then he says some, then he says some, like, corny-ass lines. Like, two lines in a row. I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. And then he, like, he pulls it back. So, like, now, I, there's nothing I'll ever listen to him in. That I'm, like, not, like, immediately traumatized. Because this was my first introduction. Uh. I do like that, um, a little bit of an aside about Kendrick, but, like, I like that he gives, like, he he hops on these songs with, like, these rappers who I'd never kind of heard of before, mm-hmm. and it, it never feels like how, Drake, Drake? Drake does it, like, Drake, <laughs> Drake does like... it because he, like, the guy's getting big and he can, like, sense it, he's like, let me hop on here and let me steal his, his bit and, like, make his song bigger. Like, um, Fetty Wap, when he was on the My Way remix, or there was, yeah. um, um, I feel like there's been a few. Uh, look, uh, look, look alive. That was another yeah. one. But I think um, Kendrick hopped on New Freezer with uh, Rich the Kid, mm-hmm. and I really like that song. But I haven't heard shit from Rich the Kid since. And I feel like this is another one where he like I'd never heard of Baby Keen, and he somehow got fucking Kendrick Lamar on his and song. Kanye like, West, and, and he got a Kanye West song. So that I mean, good on him. Nah, fuck him. That shit. Was <laughs> Cut that shit the fuck off. <laughs> hey, Kanye was like. Man, he's ruining my single. <laughs> that shit was so no, bad. He didn't tell fucking anybody they were ruining their single. He put everybody on this album. He, like, and all, like, all right, I take it back. Because I said, Jay-Z had a good feature. I heard The Weeknd had a good feature. but And Jay Electronica's verse I heard was good. But every other feature I've heard was trash. And there are so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> who's the guy who's like, he's like... He, he does like the high pitch one. Is that was that the one, Baby Keem one? Yes, that was Baby Keem. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> oh my god! Did you see? Was it you that posted the the Mark Phillips uh, <laughs> the fucking Mark Phillips clip? Which, which one about uh, Kanye? Where he's like, it's Kanye FaceTiming people. Oh, I haven't seen. No, no, no. I oh, a friend sent it to me, to and I meant, I bookmarked it because I meant to watch it. I was outside, oh. um, but I need to watch it. Yeah, you have to watch that. When when this is over, I'll get you to play it. But, yeah. oh, bro, it kills me. Oh, God. But anyways, yeah. So, uh, my current thought is... Um, I'm going to rate this album. Listen, I'm going to rate this album. Either a two and a half or a three out of ten. And my main thing is, I've listened to seven songs. That is fucking a fourth of this album. Um, I've listened to seven songs, and it is, if we're talking about time-wise, I'm probably like a tenth of the way through the fucking album. And then, <laughs> so, first of all, you're losing points for that. Second of all, you got trash-ass features. Third of all, I listened to seven songs, and I like two of them, and even the two that I like to have shit that I don't understand why you did it. Which is, praise God, again, Baby King vs. Trash. And then Jail, I don't know what the fuck, there's like, I don't know what they do at the end of Jail. Like, at the end of jail for the last, like, 30 seconds or a minute. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, why did we do it's, this? It sounds like a, um, a Yeezus. Right. Yeah. But but it's so out of place. Also, like, I, I just, my man went over the top with the religion on this one. You know what I mean? Which is that yeah. I don't even think he's really, 
being religious on any of his songs, but the names of the songs are ridiculous. God breathe, praise God. I was just gonna say, I was like, dude, there's no way to like differentiate them, right? It's like when people name, it's like the, you know, I was talking about that show you. It's like you fucking name a show you. Like you gotta name something better because I cannot find it on about people talking about it. Have you seen you? Who you? You? Oh, you the show you? No, you. You know what I'm saying? It's like this. It's like you, you listen to praise God. No, I, lo- I I I like the song Love God. Oh oh, you mean uh, Jesus boy? Or no, I meant Jesus man. It's like oh my god. Yeah. So just just through these 28 songs i've god breathed praise god uh let's see heaven and hell keep my spirit alive jesus lord uh pure souls like like why are we doing this right come to <laughs> life yeah right like i get jesus it. lord part two yeah I, I promise i i get it like I, I i appreciate that you found god i'm just very upset that you lost rap along the way like <laughs> i just don't know why that had to happen uh, you, you this did this was unnecessary. You right, yeah, just not I, drop this album. Look, tweet, Pusha T's yeah. brother be, like uh, became super religious, and he just quit making music. That's what right. should have happened here. Right, like I I don't know. I just thought I was like, okay, when he divorces Kim, he's gonna go like on a super bender, and he's gonna be like, you know what, fuck this god shit. Like I'm gonna do like my own thing. We're doing full, like, little Nas satanic shit. We're going full-blown. Like, I don't care, man. I'm going to be tongue-kissing two women at the VMAs. Like, I don't care. I'm 45. I don't give a shit. But he didn't. And then he went the opposite way. He, like, doubled down. Right? And so I'm like, oh, dude. Like, usually people don't get this way until they're, like, 60 or 70, man. Like, <laughs> he, he was probably he was probably going to try and do the other shit. And he's like, but fuck. I, I, like, I just hopped on this train. I'm going to look mad foolish if I'm immediately off of it. And he like, <laughs> that's why he doubled down. Uh, but this but, um, album is rough. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I barely today I finished the, the full twenty seven, but even then it's like toward the end it ended and I was like, wait, was I listening to that? Did I did I end? Like, was I actively listening to it? So I gotta listen to it all the way through again and give it a couple of chances. And I'm sure you know throughout the year, like I've said before, you know that's how I pick up songs is if it's just on shuffle and it'll just like you know pick it up through just osmosis kind of yeah so i'm sure like there'll be like a few standouts that i really really enjoy like i meant you know we mentioned jail i really like moon i really like um uh, come uh, come to life the one with tyler creator on the piano mm-hmm. i think i like um keep my spirit alive so there's like a couple of ones where i'm like this sounds good and it'll just grow on me but i, I think moon is probably one where i'm like yeah this sounds like that this is like that good smooth shit so mm-hmm. I, I i can't rate it yet i'm gonna give it some time but um it's it's yeah. not looking good for our heroes. Jesus. <laughs> Lord. It's like, oh. yeah, I don't need this. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. It's like oh. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> like an awful fucking Ugh. No gross. Fucking, yeah. It's terrible. All anyway. right, well now that we're talking about that done talking about that abomination. Um uh, what was the last? Uh, what do we have here? Yeah. Um, oh, our NFL, NFL preview. NFL preview. We can squeeze it in. The last bit. Um, yeah. So by the time you're listening to this, it'll actually be the season opener tonight. Uh, it'll be right. the Cowboys versus the Bucks. Um, I'm very excited. I don't know. Um, I feel about this season. Well, you can tell me how you feel about the Cowboys season, but uh, you know, in terms of overall. But I would say my sensation or my feelings about this are the same as my feelings about Carolina f- football's season which has already started by the time you're listening to this so we might either be one and oh or oh and one but anyway it's sort of this place where everything looks good 
and I'm so used to it not looking good that I'm like, just like, yeah, fuck yeah, man, we're winning it. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, when is the train wreck coming? Right. Right. Because <laughs> if you look at the Cowboys, like I think the defense is not great, but it's solid. You know, we're set at offensive line. We're set at, at quarterback. We're set at running back, set at wide receiver. Tight end is solid, right? Mm-hmm. And same thing with with uh, the Carolina. Um, set at quarterback. Defense is going to be better. Offensive line is all coming back. You know, we should be able to run the gauntlet. Go fucking, you know, 10-2 and two or 12-0. and no. And so you just go, okay, when is, it, uh, when is the horrific thing going to happen? Because right, because the thing is, is like, right now. we have all these, uh, we have all these positive points to look at. But yeah. like, there's a reason no one's calling us like a favorite to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, yes, and it's like, like there's a reason we're not is. there. And so, when am I gonna see it? <laughs> right, right. And so, you know, they went zero and four, one and four. They they went astronomically bad in the preseason. And so, in my mind, I was like, I know preseason games don't mean anything. But they have to mean something. And <laughs> right. Whatever it means, <laughs> it's not when you're good. one and four, cannot be good. Like exactly, there's no way to interpret this well. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Like even it's like when somebody was like on Twitter was like, "Well, these these guys aren't the backups, right? These guys aren't even they're, they're most of these guys aren't even going to sniff the field um, during the regular season." But then I'm like, "Well, if these guys aren't being prepared against other teams, guys who won't sniff the field, what does that mean about our preparation?" So, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, at some point, one of our players is going to get hurt, and one of these people are going to be <laughs> exactly, yeah. Unless we're the, the the fucking like healthiest team in the history of football, one of these assholes is going to have to come in and, and sub. So he's going to be mean, out I'm there ex- looking like Tim Tebow trying to block. <laughs> yeah, and like, and I'm excited. Like, I, I, I like. There's no reason why we shouldn't smack the the Giants twice, the Eagles twice, and even the the Washington football team maybe split one and one with them, right? Like there's yeah. no reason we shouldn't. So right there, boom, five and one. Like there's no reason we shouldn't win the division. So But we understand that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> because that's not the way it happens. Because it's right. never happened that way, right? Like the fucking asshole cowboys two or three years ago needed to score needed to beat the Eagles to get into the playoffs. And those assholes lost seventeen to seven. How could you fucking only score seven All right, anyway. Um <laughs> Like, anyway, and, so, and and I don't know. I don't know, right? Because I've said before, like, I've only really been a fan of the Cowboys since, like, 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. But every time they get me, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. We're on the train. We're on the train. And then two years later, I'm like, dude, why do I even follow along, right? But then right. they get me right back. And I've said exactly. before, I'm like, yeah, 2013, I was like, dude, fuck these Cowboys. I don't give a shit about football anymore. I'm going to stop watching. And then 2014 happens, 12 and 4. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, let's go. Cowboy for life, let's go. And then 2015, they go 4 and 12. And I'm like, you know, why do I give a shit? These assholes suck. <laughs> 13 and 3, let's go. Fuck yeah, let's go. And then 2017 happens and they shit the bed. And I'm like, well, fucking, again, Cowboys, fucking assholes. And then 2018, they go to the playoffs. And I'm like, oh, let's go. All of these good runs don't just like, they all end in like heartbreak. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just like we lose. It's like shit goes horribly wrong. And it's like, when we played the Rams in the playoffs a couple years ago, I think they didn't have Todd Gurley or Todd Gurley was hurt or something. And like, fuck yeah, we're going to win Todd Gurley. Right. Nope. And those fucking, assholes... what was his name? Uh, was um, it... it was, <sighs> it was some random dude who averaged who came, seven carry, seven yards a carry. dropped by like the fucking Panthers, I think. Like right, the uh, Panthers had him as like a yes, backup and they yes. dropped him. And yes, like yes. the Rams picked that motherfucker up off the street and he just, bashed us for like eight yards of run and i was like what is happening and it just like every time 
like boom, like that offensive line just destroyed them every time. And they, and they only lost by eight points, but still, it was um CJ Anderson, CJ Anderson, <laughs> twenty three carries, one hundred and twenty three yards, and two touchdowns. <laughs> In all, LA rushed for two hundred and seventy three yards on forty eight attempts. Jesus, hold on, two seventy three divided by forty eight is. 5.7 yards a carry. Bro, get out of here. Why would you ever even remotely try to Why throw the ball? Why do I give a shit about this fucking team? Yeah, this, this team is going to let us down this year. Uh, <laughs> oh, but anyway, <laughs> this fucking the reason I wanted to talk about the NFL playoffs is to just give our predictions. Just because I, I think it's always fun to look back and... And then be horribly wrong. Be horribly um, wrong. The um, one prediction I will be right about... Is that your boy's going to win the Fantasy Football League? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, be a, that can be a prediction. Write it down. Yeah, I, I will write it down. I'm going to say I finished at least second, but I, I I feel very confident this year. I looked at my – normally after I get done drafting, I look at my team and I'm like, eh. And then, like, and then I, like, make a couple good pickups through the year. This year I looked at it and I was like, this is the one. <laughs> like – I feel pretty fucking good about it. Um, also, uh, the ESPN mm-hmm. fantasy predictor uh, predicted me second. Um, the, Ooh, only person that's, that. the only person that's predicted higher than me is the guy who was not there for the draft, which is <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> but uh, your boys predicted second, so I'm feeling pretty good about it. Um, so that's my prediction. Nice. Uh, I believe your prediction will also be probably that you are going to win your fantasy football <laughs> I, I mean, I, it, dep- it really depends on who I pick up because right. I've said before, like, I think if one or two guys, um, like, the team that I draft is a stud, then I should be good. And then I can just fill in the cracks with just solid players. But it really depends on that. Like, if, you know, if my, if my start, if my, you know, my number one wide receiver ends up tearing his ACL and putting up 300 yards for the whole season, I'm like, well, that's it. Better luck next year. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, oh, oh, ooh, a little addition, we can a little category that we can add um, after the two that I put on here. Um, but, uh, a record that you think will be broken this year, like it can be anything, anything. I think every year it's always fun because, you know, you can just think about it off, off the cuff. Like, you know, a couple of years ago was most, most interceptions. Jameis broke the record for most interceptions in a season, 30 That's, and 30. That has a chance. Yeah. By, by Jameis in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. I'll get this. I'll go first. Okay. I think I have one. I think the record for most receiving yards in a game will be broken this season. That's my Ooh. prediction. I don't know by who. I don't know which wide receiver. But okay. I think it's gonna happen. I think the record is like three three thirty or three forty, and I think somebody's gonna go pop off and fucking go nuts. I don't. I don't know the yards or the uh, the records well enough to. I mean, anything like you know, most uh, interceptions in a season, most fumbles in a season. Let's see. Um, it's basically like a shot in the dark, literally just right. shooting the gun. All right. So off the top of my head, because I. All right. So this is what I'm going to go for. I have no idea. Hold on. You know what? I'm going to take a quick second here, mm-hmm. look at this guy's stats, because I, I think I have one I wanted. But I don't think it's gonna pan out. So, yeah, never mind. I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, my my guess was going to be. Uh, let's see. 
I'm gonna. It's it, this is a hundred percent not going to happen. But it's the first thing I come up with on the top of my head. Sacks in a season, Aaron Donald. I, I think that's. A, I think that's a big, big swing and a miss. Because I, I just don't think defensive tackles are. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't. Yeah. They don't get that kind. But I did see three years ago he did put up twenty and a half, which was only two back. So maybe, Ooh, maybe with the offense performing a little better. He gets a little more time off the field, so when he's on the field, he's in better shape. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. it all works out. Yep. Um, teams, maybe, maybe now that they've gotten rid of uh, the cancer that is Jared Goff and and, and gotten um, a slightly less cancerous uh, Matt Stafford, uh, you know, maybe they'll play from ahead more. Other teams will have to throw against them, gives them more opportunities. Maybe. Okay. Um, so that's okay. what I'm going to go with. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So most receiving yards in the game. And season most sacks. All right. Cool, cool. Yeah, we can listen back to this and see if either of us even got close. What if it's like most rushing yards in a game? Be like, motherfucker. <laughs> right? Ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah. All right. Um, so, um, so yes. Let's... Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, what, uh, what is your Super Bowl matchup prediction? All right. So, my Super Bowl prediction mm-hmm. is Chiefs Rams. Mm-hmm. I think, okay. I think, okay. I think the Rams team. Boy, so I, here's the deal. I don't think Matt Stafford is, like, a great quarterback. I think he's, like, a pretty good quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I think Jared Goff is a bad quarterback. And so, mm-hmm. for a team that performed as well as it did with Jared Goff, mm-hmm. it's bad, in my opinion. To get even just average, I feel like this team has the potential to be, like, uh, the old Ravens teams. Which is that, like, you, like the Joe Flacco Ravens, right? Which is, like, you have... A guy who's competent, and I and I do think Matt Stafford's better than Joe Flacco. Um, do I, I wonder if I think Matt Stafford right now is better than Joe Flacco when he because that that was better like that was more in Joe Flacco's prime than Stafford is in his prime now. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I, I just feel like the team's defense is is top of the line, and you know the running back situation isn't super great, but like also as we just said. C.J. Anderson gashed just for fucking six yards of carry. So, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it doesn't matter. And you know, what they have works out. And they have great receivers. So, again, where it was Jared Goff, now you've got Matt Stafford throwing to, what, Cooper Cup. Is Robert Woods still on the Rams? Yep. Mm-hmm. Robert yep. Woods and Brandon Cooks? Uh, not Brandon Cooks, no. Brandon Cooks, no. Okay. No. But either way, Cooper Cup and... Uh, and Brandon Woods. And uh, uh, I think Robert their Woods. tight end is, uh, tight end Hig- is Higby, Higby, right? Yeah. yeah I, he's, I, he's solid. I, I think they have options, and I think they'll they'll overperform uh, from what we've known from them recently. And then the Chiefs, like, the Chiefs are like the um, the LeBron thing where it's like, I, I know, like, especially even looking at this past year, like, I know LeBron's not, like, guaranteed to, to get to the finals, but, like, this is... Kind of as close as we get. You know what I mean? Like, like right. that's how I feel about the Chiefs. You know what I mean? And, like, the NFL as a whole is just a big fucking crap shoot kind of when it gets to the playoffs because it's single elimination. But, I mean, it's hard to bet against the Chiefs for me. You know what I mean? Like, like right. I, I, I see, you know, their defense isn't great, but it got a little better and their offensive line has gotten a little better. So, it's like, I don't I don't see why they wouldn't. <laughs> right. And, and like, um, like, there's no... How can I say, like, 
a couple years ago, you know, the Rams went to the Super Bowl, right? But then afterward, you go, well, you know, Todd Gurley had, like, arthritis, and it's, like, it's a little sketchy if he's going to be as good, and it wasn't. And you go, but, yeah, but Goff was, like, sort of, like, not great, and it's, like, he, they got here, like, not by luck, but, like, it was close. But if you look at that at the Chiefs, you don't see that at all, right? right. Tyreek Hill is still Tyreek Hill. Kelsey's still Kelsey. There, he has no signs of slowing down yet. I mean, I'm sure eventually he will. Mahomes is still not even at his peak yet, right? So you right. go, like... Nothing changes, right? They right. Got, they got uh, Clyde's L. Air from uh, LSU, and he'll be like hopefully pretty good this year. Um, yeah, so I just like, I don't see any reason why this shouldn't be a right. clear cut. Like there you go. <laughs> right, right, exactly. All right, so who um, do you have in the Super Bowl? Yeah, so I have the Packers and the Ravens. Okay. And so for these, um, similar to the Chiefs, but for the other side, I mean, I think. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I think he hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. I mean, he's, he's the literal fucking MVP still. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Devontae Adams is just not hitting his peak. And I think I, I said, you know, when we were doing our fantasy football episode a couple weeks ago or last week, I, f- I forget when it was, I said, he is the best wide receiver in football. And I, yes. I think that's still true. Um, and I think with him and then Aaron Jones is still solid as a running back. I mean, he's mm-hmm. not like amazing, but he's still solid. And, same thing. It's like, you know, if the defense holds and Rodgers wins a couple more games for them and, you know, and they do well and, and they're able to, you know, stop the Bucks or, you know, actually make it past the conference championship, I think they'll be okay. And I, I do think that they do make it past this year. I think Rodgers is back. He's probably like, all right, maybe one last ride, but, you know, I'm going right. to try and win it, you know, before the end of next season, before shit gets screwy. And then with the Ravens, I think Lamar Jackson takes the next step. I mean, he already has taken it. I mean, he's he's a oh, he's taking the next step from MVP, um, <laughs> but he, I think he puts it together a little bit better. I think he, you know, he's in control of the offense a little bit more, um, and I think they make it a little bit deeper. And I, I think um, I, I do like, and I think Harbaugh, he's already been there, so I, th- I always like him as a coach. Um, mm-hmm. And I think their defense is solid. So, yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go with yeah. Packers, Ravens. I think two teams that I think in the last few years are have sort of been like right around there, like sort of tapping on the door, kind of like, hey, like let's make some noise, but mm-hmm. haven't really broken through to the Super Bowl. I mean, I know the Packers made it to the conference championship last year, but I think you know this year will be the one where they finally, you know, make it through and actually, you know, make it to LA. Yeah, LA. Yeah, it's in, it's in LA this year. Yeah. So that that would be. That would be a good one because I feel like both of those teams make sense, but like they wouldn't be totally outlandish. But it also, I don't think either of them are like favorites. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that'd be a fun one to uh, to see. Um, so our other uh, prediction we're going to make here is who mm-hmm. do we think is going to win MVP? Yeah, yeah. And so, um, who who do you have? Yeah, you, you can go first. All right. So mine is I think it's going to be Josh Allen. I think if the mm. I think if the Bills make a big run, you know what I mean, and, and, you know, have like a, I was going to say 13 and 3, but that's not the numbers anymore, um, <laughs> like 14 and 3 season, mm-hmm. um, or like a, even a 13 and 4, probably like a, if they, if they pull out like a 14 and 3 season, I know their defense that, I'm pretty sure their defense is decent, um, but if Josh Allen plays well for the season, like I, I can't imagine... Well, I can't imagine. But, like, I, it would not be outlandish for him to get MVP. I think a lot of people were wanting to, 
um, give him his flowers since there was so much doubt on him early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if he has a big year, the Buffalo Bills do well. I think that could definitely go to him. Yeah, and I, and I do think they're going to win their division again. I don't yeah. see the Pats, you know, being better than them. Definitely, I think the the, the Dolphins are they have a good squad. I think they're missing Tua to take that Lamar Jackson step. Yeah. Um, and I think if Tua becomes pretty good, I think they they'll be close with the Bills because I think the rest of their team is pretty solid. Um, and then and then the Jets are you know they're the fucking Jets. So I will say good. though, I'm I'm not officially making this prediction because I mm-hmm. don't. Uh, if somehow Aaron Donald does break the single season sacks record and the Rams end up in the Super Bowl, Aaron Donald's gonna win the fucking MVP. <laughs> <laughs> if those two things happen in the same fucking season, it's going to a defensive player for what I think is only the third time ever. Um, yeah. That but would be I, fucking I, nuts. I don't feel super confident in my, uh, my single <laughs> season sack record thing being broken. Um, so I, yeah, I'm gonna go with Josh Allen. Okay, All right, and then mine is. <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, so big I think risk. Yeah, big <laughs> risk. Go. Oh, the number. You know, former MVP. Last year's number two. Um, but I do think um, it just makes the most sense. You know, yeah, it's kind of like me picking Christian McCaffrey in our draft. Don't overthink it. Like it's just like, like the guy's got all the tools. He's a year closer to his peak. He's got you know a third year under the same offensive with the same offensive coordinator. Um, I just, or maybe it's his fourth year. When is it? One? Super Bowl. Yeah, his fourth year. But the, damn, he's already been in the fuck. That's nuts. Right. Anyway. It's not both um, ways, right? Like, he's, like, he's been around that long, but then, like, also, like, he's already done so much. <laughs> yeah, right, because then he, yeah, because it's, uh, it's, like, his fourth season, because I remember his first year was 2018, and that's when he won MVP, and then the next year was the Super Bowl year. And then the year after that was last year where they lost in the Super Bowl. And then this is his fourth. Fuck. Time's flying. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, I think, um, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think, you know, they have, like I mentioned before, Elair, um, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. I mean, it's just pretty much like printing money at this yeah. point with him. Um, but, yeah. Uh, do you have, like, a dark horse? Like, a guy who you were like, if I was like, dude, this guy, like, he won MVP. And you'd be like, well, mm, I didn't really see that. But, I mean Aaron Donald, but uh, <laughs> okay. nah. But um, let's see. I'm being legitimately uh, like legitimate dark horse. I think my legitimate dark horse would be uh, Devontae Adams. Ooh, that's a good one. He would have to. I mean, he scored 18 touchdowns last year. I think what he would have to do would be it would have to be Aaron Rodgers putting up a year like last year, like mm-hmm. you know, like I think like 4,000 yards, 35 touchdowns. But I think Devontae would have to have like. 24. He would have to break Randy Moss's record, put up insane yards, and I think he would have to be the reason they won, like, two or three of the games. Like, right. Like, last second touchdown or, like, you know, like, insane stats in, like, a high-profile close game. Right. I'm trying to think. Um, I don't know if I can come up with another good, like, dark horse. That That's, like, a really solid one. Um, I mean, maybe... But if Derrick Henry has a big year and they go deeper than they did last year, yeah, that, I, mean, that, I mean, yeah, I could see that, yeah, yeah, that that could that could be it. I, again. It, I mean, it's a dark horse, so it's not like I'm super confident in it, but right, right. Um, and the crazy thing about MVP is that it's not. It's like you have to like put up these god stats, right? These like ridiculous stats, but then also your team has to like 
do like really well, right? They have right. to be like number one or two seed. Like you're not gonna win the MVP playing for like the wild the card Panthers. Team. Um, right. Oh, yeah, all the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> just my dark horse saw for a second. I was like, Christian McCaffrey. And I was like, nah, the Panthers are not going to be good enough no. this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to my Panthers fans. Uh, I didn't, <laughs> don't mean to always disrespect you. It just kind of happened. Uh, um, look away when the Chicago plays and Justin Fields kills it. <laughs> oh, my God. Because uh, he's going to. Ah, Ugh. boy. That's rough. Um,. But yeah, so that's our NFL preview, right? Yep. Uh, actually, real quick. Um, yep. Uh, record for the Cowboys. Ooh. Ooh. Well, let's do over-under uh, wins. Okay. Well, how many wins? Yep. Ten. Over-under. Over-under ten. ten over-under ten? Um, over. Okay, I'm going over, but I'm barely. In my head, I'm thinking 11. 11? I, ah! I wanted to put the over under at 11, but I was like, that's a little high. <laughs> yeah, because so. it's like, yeah, right. Because I was like, it, it, I think I do think it's over. And I almost said, you know what, right on the money 10. But I was like, no, I can't. That's that's kind of lame. Right. And I, I, was, 11, I, was, I thought 11 before I even said anything. And then I was like, I'm going to put it on 11. And I was like, that's a little high, though. Like, like if it, Let's put it this way. If the over under was 11 and I had to choose one, I would probably go under. Like, yeah. so, but like 10, I was like, I guess I'm going to go over. And I'm going to have to recalibrate all of like my internal, like, um, judgments of, 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 um, records. Like, I don't know if you do this, but in my mind, like if I see a team goes 12 and four, I'm like, okay, that's really fucking good. But if a team goes 11 and five, I'm like, oh, gross. Like you fucking snuck in, didn't yeah. you? You fucking stink. And it's just so weird because it's literally one game difference. So I'm going to have to change it to be like, ooh, 12 and five. The, ten, or, the ones that sneak in at 10 and six, I'm like, oof. Like, like, yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. But then, or, or if, if a team is nine and, if a team is 10 and six, you go, whoa, like that's, you know, it's a little bit of progress. Maybe you win your division. But yeah. if a team or, is like nine like, and seven, I'm like, oh. Yeah, or if you like the Panthers and you're seven, eight and one. Right. And five and eleven Shout doesn't sound too Panthers bad, but four. <laughs> <laughs> five and eleven, you're like, okay, like it's just a bad year. But then four and twelve, you're like, Jesus Christ, what happened? <laughs> and now the number, like, just in adding one more game to the total, because like eleven and five, I'm like, that's a pretty good year, right? But then if it's like eleven and six, you're right. That's what I was gonna say because you said you know like eleven, like if the Cowboys win eleven but lose six, I'm like, E P U. Oh brother, this team stinks. Yeah, it's like you pretty much like one third gonna lose one third of your games. Like, oh, gross. Whew. But um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll be. I mean, I think eleven in that division wins the division. I do think that. So I'll take it. Yo, can I change? Uh can I change my record most likely to be broken? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Chiefs go seventeen and zero. Oh, the extra game. <laughs> oh, fuck that record. Fuck the Pats. Uh, I do think I see, that's more likely than breaking the single season tag. Record. I th- I think so too. And I, but I think the difference I think the difference with like that or the Golden State Warriors thing um when they were trying to go for 70 73 and 9 is that you have to that's that has to be something that you like want to win. Right. You have to push because like, there's no reason you shouldn't just rest your players that last. Right, week. like even we if you're like thirteen and zero. Right. Hold on. Let's see. Uh, hold on. Let me check something here. Let's let me look at the Chiefs' schedule. See what those last two games are, and if it's a team they could beat without even trying. Uh, <laughs> Chiefs schedule. All right. So, all right. Their last two weeks are. If I'm looking at this correctly. 
are the Broncos. They can totally... The Broncos and the Bengals, baby. They could beat both of those teams mm-hmm. with just, like, one player. Like, you could put Patrick Mahomes in for a half and beat both of those teams. Mm, yeah. Dude, let's, yes. Let's fucking Absolutely. go, bro. 17-0. Let's fucking go. That's the one. Woo! Wow. <laughs> fucking hot take. All right. We yeah, got, it's gonna be like ten to zero. You could be like down. They're gonna be down by seven in the fourth quarter. You'd be like, oh god, like sweating bullets, like crumpling up a piece of paper in your hand, like an old timey cartoon. Jesus, yeah. Nah, that's the one I'm going for though. The extra game just to fuck the Patriots and Tom Brady. Um, but yeah, so that's uh that's our season preview. We're both putting yep. the Cowboys at eleven wins. Yeah. Well, over yeah. over ten, but we but we both did land on eleven. We're like we're both like just barely. If either of us would have said twelve, the other one would have been like, "What the fuck? Twelve? <laughs> Get out so, of here!" I'm mean, like, "You're real confident." <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, that's the episode, guys. Um, yep. You can catch me uh, on Instagram and Twitter at T Moneybags, and I'm at Evercastro92 on Instagram. You want to catch the podcast? You can catch us directly at differentanimalspodcast at gmail dot com or at diffanimalspod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, as yep. usual, stay safe, stay entertained, and we will catch you guys next week. Later, peace. <laughs>